Thank you for joining us on a Morley podcast with Tony May. Morley podcast is purpose built for America. Through our military veterans and military supporters, we show that the values and qualities that built this country, such as service, sacrifice, respect, and faith, are not dead. And Morley podcast builds community so individuals can improve their communities. Well, welcome to this week's Morley podcast with Tony Main, and I'm happy to be here representing Ranger for Life, which injects the holistic wellness practices of Army Rangers back into America. And one of the best ways that we do that is our talent, our Rangers entering the workforce. And so we have Colin Stark with us today. Colin has kind of a, a path, uh, we'll say that a path into tech sales. So an industry that a lot of Rangers are interested in and an area where there's a lot of growth. So we're excited to bring Colin on in just a moment. We want to remind you that we do have our eight-week transition course currently ongoing, the first course with our first uh, cohort of Rangers that began this February. Only three weeks to go, and registration is open at rangerforlife.com backslash transition for the next courses beginning in May, July, and in October. So wherever you're at in your transition, you can definitely take a course, but the feedback from our first cohort is the earlier, the better. And if you take the course in the 18-month to 12-month mark, that kind of six-month time period before you get out, you're going to have all the information, resources, and mentors you need to make the best decision as you transition well. And part of the life, part of the Immorally Transition course is our capstone event, which is known as LifeX Networking. Rangers pivoting in their career, as well as the Morley program, um, transition program students have the ability to attend these three-hour events that are virtual, where they get to introduce themselves to industry. So whether it be for an opportunity with DOD SkillBridge or SOCOM Care Coalition Transition Program, or for employment, you will meet top Ranger talent at LifeX networking events. And then finally, we can't wait to host Atlanta Brave Hall of Famer Daryl Murphy here at St. Luke's Ministry Center in the home of the Army Rangers, Columbus, Fort Benning, Georgia, on September 30th. And now to our guests. We're excited to have on Colin Stark. And Colin, the reason that we brought you on is not for your, your military career. You are a Ranger, all right, a member of the a Ranger Regiment alumni. But you're currently in an industry that a lot of people are interested in, and that's tech sales. I don't even know what that is and how that works. What is it? Uh, so tech sales, it, it's kind of like a large sphere. sphere. There's, there's different levels to it, uh, but basically it, it revolves around you know, some kind of tech or software in whatever space that you're in. Uh, so I'm in software as a service sales. <laughs> so it's uh, SAS, S-A-A-S. Um, so I know we like our acronyms. Um, and pretty much what I do is I, I reach out to people and get in contact with them. And I try to introduce a software to them that you know covers different aspects of whatever business they're running. So it's, it's business to business um, type sales. And I try to introduce them to the software. And it's specifically tailored to make their lives better, you know, help kind of increase their bottom, you know, their bottom line, give them better deals on things or 
you know, make it so they can more efficiently navigate whatever uh, sphere that their business is in, uh, in particular, mine being con uh, construction. So I have, a, I have a question. So we, we know that this is will continue to be a growing market, right? We, we know that everybody does work on computers. I think I got the background of this kind of straight. If everybody that works on computers and you have software to help them run more efficient, mm -hmm. right? And it, you can show a return on investment and why your product is better. There's an opportunity. So I kind of get that. But are you a tech guy? Like, are you a big data guy? Like, what type of background did you have to have? And in tech to be able to to do this type of job, I'm I'm not a tech guy. Like I have to bring my computer over in like my first week. I had to bring it over to our uh, you know IT guy and help him connect. You know, help me get connected to our printer in the office. You know, so I am I'm not a big tech guy. I I never been you know crazy into computers. Um, it's just I think that you know kind of where. I, you know, picked up the ball and started running with it. And why I think other Rangers can pick up the ball and run with it is because, you know, when you're a private, you have to learn, you know, what questions to ask in order to become successful and like, you know, actually learn your job and become proficient at it. And so that's kind of when I got introduced, you know, to the entire idea behind it, I was researching the company. I was talking to people that were in similar positions, trying to figure it out. Um, and then once I got in, it was all about, following up with that and, you know, having that motivation that we all kind of, you know, have, you know, that self-motivation that we all have mustered up and, you know, driving the ball forward and asking those questions that can make it so that you can, you know, kind of create a firm structure and foundation to stand on so that you can really start uh, running from that point on. So as you were looking to, to get into this industry, was was that was it more for the sales side or the tech side that kind of broached your interest? Well, it was it was kind of both. So uh, just to speak for the tech side, I mean, tech has a lot of opportunities, and generally they have uncapped commissions. So there's a lot of range that you can grow in, and if you're a tech guy and you can prove what that you can bring in X amount of money you know, year over year, I know it's really, you know, easy to market yourself on your resume. And if you're in like a tech heavy space, which uh, I am right now, Utah's growing really heavy with it. So, um, you know, I kind of am in a position where I could have a lot of fluidity if I wanted to. Uh, there's a lot of remote work opportunities, hybrid work opportunities. And I think uh, traditionally, it also has the most, you know, best work life balance, uh, where you can, because you're working remote, you know, a lot of the companies are doing open PTO policies and stuff like that. So to me, you know, spending time with my family was a big deal. So I started trying to find something where I could, you know, pursue work that would allow me to do that. Um, and then as far as the sales side goes and why I started pursuing, you know, the sales side of it, I was tired of, you know, working for companies where I felt like I was working as hard as I could. Right. And my wheels are just spinning and spinning and spinning. And I might get projects done sooner, you know, than, um, you know, or speed things up or, or, or be more efficient, but that never really makes it back to me. It might be like a pat on a bat on the back or, you know, kudos from someone up higher. Uh, but it really, you know, in sales, you have the opportunity to actually benefit from all that hard work that you put in. So if you can drive really, really hard, then you're going to see that on the back end because sales is just a numbers game, especially in the position that I'm in right now, which is, you know, very, you know, more entry level, more lead generation. So if I can come into the day hot and work, you know, and grind all day long, it doesn't just benefit, 
you know, obviously it benefits the whole company, but it, I actually see a good return on that investment that I'm putting in. So for a long time, we've kind of thought that culturally, sales may not be best for a ranger. A ranger needs to be outside. A ranger needs to be able to, uh, you know, uh, go into an organization that has a hierarchy. But what we are finding is so many rangers want to be entrepreneurs or they want to, they do, they're successful in sales because, well, it, it kind of does have parameters to it. Yeah, it does. Uh, definitely part of it, the, the self-motivation, it's being hungry for success. It's knowing what questions to ask in order to gain that strong foundation. And it's, uh, it's being able to pivot as well. Um, you know, I think, uh, I think that something with sales that always kind of like rings me every day is I find <laughs> it might be silly. I find like little, you know, things that will link, link to my, my, you know, time in the military or certain things that we went over. Or I learned about because, uh, they kind of do conveniently line up. Like I think about when you're on the phones and you're doing sales or you're running through a demo with somebody over software, it's that ability to be able to pivot that a lot of people have never even really been challenged on. Uh, you know, so when you're doing your battle drills, right, if you're on battle drill one alpha, the whiteboard class and training is all fine and good, but there's no guarantee it's going to present itself in the same way. And I feel like, uh, you know, sales is very similar. It's like they give you these, you know, kind of the, you know, the meat and, the meat and potatoes of what you have coming up. Um, and you know, wh what questions you might be asked, but you know, they're never going to present themselves like that. And you have to be able to pivot and, and move around and kind of set up this, you know, chessboard and, you know, a way that will best benefit you. So, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think it's something that Rangers can get more into. And I think that whether they knew it or not, they've been learning how to sell themselves this entire time that they've been in service, um, you know, both to their peers and to their leadership and by proving themselves, uh, so, yeah, I definitely think it's a space that Rangers, you know, could flourish in if they wanted to go down that path. Well, I appreciate that, Colin. So let's talk about, so you seem happy, right? You, you seem to like, you found in not just an industry, but more of the, the cultural fit of, of a line of work. Because you could theoretically, should you want to pivot or move, you can do sales anywhere, which is great. Mm -hmm. Right, the different parameters. Sometimes there's travel. Sometimes you're not. Sometimes remote. Sometimes not. But say every every company has to grow. If you're not growing, you're dying. But what about before? So you you seem like I said you seem very happy with what you're doing. What what type of work were you doing prior? And where was the uh, for you personally? Where where was the either the lack of fulfillment um, or or the lack of happiness? Right. I did a, I did a lot of work, different types of work when I got out because, you know, I was trying to find that passion, right? People talk about finding the next mission, you know, the next thing that you can dive into. Um, and I got out and like, I think probably at least 90% of the other guys that got out, I would look for government jobs. I looked for contracting jobs, you know, but I was trying to gain a certain amount of space between that. And also, you know, at the same time, put that life behind me and kind of move on with a, uh, you know, a civilian life. And, uh, you know, it's just stuff's hard to, you know, sometimes stuff doesn't stick and it's, you're always circling back to, you know, it's like, oh, maybe I'll, you know, pursue that contracting job or armed security. And so I worked in, you know, selling firearms. Um, you know, I went from there to working in, um, you know, a screen, print, a commercial level screen printing shop that was really cool. Uh, it was all veteran uh, owned and operated. 
by uh, my buddy who's now, you know, previously owned it in uh, California. Now he's running in Montana. Um, and he was always a great guy and, and a bit of a mentor. Uh, so, you know, when COVID happened, we got moved, shuffled around, all that work shut down. And I ended up moving out to Utah, um, kind of pursuing, you know, a more open job market with you know more opportunities and a better cost of living. And so um, when I came out here, I just wanted to pick up anything that I could, you know, I didn't have any direction, you know, I didn't have any mentorship, you know, really, really established um, that was kind of helping me move through, which is fine. And I uh, started out as a residential electrician and I did that for a year or so. And then I switched to, uh, you know, installing security systems at the commercial level. Um, so I did that for a lot of different, you know, schools around here in my local area, uh, banks and uh, some of the Amazons that were getting stood up. And uh, it just was, it was all no good. It wasn't fun for me. You know, I, I, and, you know, I enjoy working with my hands. But at the end of the day, it was just spinning my wheels hard. You know, I'm like burning the candle with a blowtorch because that's the only way I know how to work, right? Like with all of us. And uh, I wasn't seeing the return that I really needed to see. And, uh, you know, kind of with the birth of my daughter, I realized, you know, I really had to get myself into a better position where I could see a return and I had somewhere to grow. And so I started, uh, you know, pursuing those jobs. I, I went and actually I got, moved to put in a security system at a, a local company tech company that's out here and saw how the other half was living and, you know, and, um, got to talk to some of those guys. And that's what kind of initially got me moving towards that direction and wanting to get involved in that tech sphere. Um, so I started pursuing those types of jobs and applying all over LinkedIn. I, uh, made sure that my resume was all sharpened up and, you know, I got a, some really great responses and I got a ton of different interviews and I ended up, settling with one that's kind of, you know, just a five minute commute or so for me right now, which is great. So um, it wasn't all good. <laughs> you know, my my career path, it, it was a lot of difficult times and, and wondering where it was all going to take me and how it was all going to, you know, eventually blossom and come to, you know, come to the point where I felt like I was in a good spot, but it took a long time. So. Well, you had mentioned some things in terms of the preparation um to kind of kind of kind of get out it seemed like those were some root causes maybe mentors uh really didn't have too many folks to talk to and then you mentioned kind of moving around geographically as well mm -hmm. so let's 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 reverse engineer that then so not that you would end up exactly in the same space in the in, in the same location doing exactly what you're doing right it seems like god had a plan for you and the, and the journey has made you appreciate where you're at but what would you have done different knowing what you know now in preparation for your transition out of the military? I definitely would have reached out um, sooner. I, uh, you know, I, I just, I wanted to make it work so bad. And I just was like, man, if I put enough like brute force and effort into this, I can make it work, you know, and I will, I, you know, someone will, will see my, the work that I'm doing and they'll grab me up and they'll move me in that direction. Or if I keep, you know, applying and trying to find the next best thing, you know, which is a tactic, right. Then I'll make mm -hmm. it. And, uh, I think now knowing, you know, what, knowing what I know now, if I had reached out and started down this path earlier, you know, obviously, you know, I wouldn't have done, you know, had the journey, but I think I would have, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, stressful nights would have been alleviated, you know, and trying to figure out what I was going to do next. So, yeah, I definitely would have reached out earlier 
um, uh, and try to establish, you know, try to put my foot, you know, in and establish kind of a foothold with uh, some kind of network or mentorship. Well, I appreciate that too, Colin. I just want to inform the audience, especially any Rangers listening, whether you be a veteran, um, you can go to Three Rangers Foundation and sign up to become a mentor to help folks like a younger Colin. And, it, and it's so uh, amazing when you look at the stats of the mentor mentee, the reason that it works is because the mentor feels appreciated. You know, you live this life. Um, and sometimes you feel like you're grinding every day. But when someone younger looks to you for guidance, it does something to your psyche. Right. So, it, I mean, it is a mentorship becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy that we're all we're all meant to be connected. And then our service and regiment matter. Um, so that that's wonderful. And then so if you're active duty, um, you can go online and request support through Gallant Q, Three Rangers Foundation, Ranger for Life. We've all have intakes that'll get you to the same place that will lead with a one-on-one -on -one, um, transition, sit down, followed by uh, assignment, a Ranger mentor. So I just wanted to to put that out there as well. So Colin, let's talk about your service time. What was? Tell us a little bit about your service time in the Ranger Regiment and kind of like the best part in your mind of being a ranger yeah i was uh class 0813 and i was like i was a if i unless i was lied to we were the first summer class that opened up um and they they let us blow through that ex, you know experience uh in the georgia heat but um yeah so i i entered around then uh and i uh i went to charlie company and i was in second platoon and you know, what I did from there was all the normal private stuff, rifleman and uh, grenadier and, you know, all that fun stuff. Um, I did a, a couple deployments and I ended up injuring my, sh my shoulder. Um, so unfortunately that kind of put like a stop on my, on my ranger service. But uh, when I did get out, I got to do a more diluted form of uh, military service in the guard. And I got to go to some fun schools with them, like air assault school and, uh, sniper school with the national guard. So, um, I am thankful for that, but, uh, yeah. And as far as what was it, the best, best experience or the best takeaway from being in Ranger mm -hmm. Regiment? Sure. And there's a lot that comes to mind. It's uh Ranger Regiment is just its own beast, right? And experiences, experiences may vary person to person. I just, uh, you know, it was difficult, it was challenging. And I think, uh, I think it helps mold like young guys. Like I didn't have a ton of direction, you know, and I guess I didn't have much up until recently either. But, uh, when I was graduating high school, you know, I just, I didn't really, you know, know what I wanted to do. I wanted to challenge myself. So, uh, getting in the military was definitely, you know, an opportunity to take that challenge. And, um, I'm just like incredibly grateful for that. You know, I look back on it and I, you know, meet other people and it's just to, to have not had that challenge, you know, not have those early mornings or those exhausting nights or, you know, the, the self doubt at times, um, during, you know, some of the toughest things you'll ever do in your life. You know, I just think it, it helps, you know, build, you know, I hate to say it, but it helps build so much character, you know, it gives you a, that strong foundation to really fall back on too when you get out. So I just, I'm really thankful for that in general. And just looking back on Ranger Regiment, that's like, you know, easily just my favorite thing to consider. It's just how much it's going to, you know, it's done for me so far and how much it's going to continue doing for me uh, as a person. Well, we appreciate you, Colin, coming on. 
um, a more elite podcast with us, sharing your story, sharing what, what's working in your career, how tech sales may be a good fit for Rangers. So if somebody wants to find out a little bit more from you, uh, what you do or how you kind of evolved into it, how they get, how they best get in contact with you. Uh, definitely on LinkedIn. You can pull me up on LinkedIn. I'll talk to you anytime. Uh, we can set up, you know, time to speak on, a, on zoom or over the phone, uh, whatever you need. It's just anything, any way I can help out. If you're looking for a job, you know, this might not be uh, exactly what you want to do, but I just want to make sure that, you know, it's an option. And I think, uh, you have all the tools to be really good at it until, you know, if you decide not to go all the way through with it, at least you get that introduction into the business world and you get that experience and, and start kind of rounding yourself off. Um, so I'd be happy to talk with you anytime and, and give you a little bit more information about, you know, my experience, my day to day work um, and kind of, you know, the fulfillment that I feel I get from it. And, you know, hopefully, you know, I can alleviate some, you know, job searching for you as well. Tom, thank you so much for coming on today. We appreciate it. And for everyone out there, reach out to Colin if you're looking for more information about the industry and his personal experience. We actually linked up on LinkedIn, right? So it, it, it's a thing. It's a network. It, it how It's how it happens. So from a Morally Podcast, have a great rest of your day and try to take time today to do something great for somebody else. Rangers lead the way. We hope you enjoyed a Morley podcast with Tony May, and we appreciate your viewership. If you'd like to hear more from Tony or one of his guests, you can view or listen to past episodes at TonyMain.Podbean.com. Until next time, be a community builder for America.